Good evening to you from me, Father Emil, and welcome to the program As the Sun Sets. It's the evening prayer of the church, and it's always a joy, a pleasure, a privilege for me just to be with you and to accompany you on your way home. But if you're already at home, sitting, waiting for the program with your little candle lit, breviary in your hand, your daily prayer, welcome to As the Sun Sets. As it's Friday, we love Fridays, don't we? Because it's a time to rest and relax for the weekend. Well, I do hope you're going to have a wonderful time to rest and relax. But for now, time for us at the end of the day, just to pause for a moment, turn our thoughts, our attention to the Lord, give him praise and worship and reflect on the scriptures. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. For the lost 
Today we're going to be praying Psalm 134 or 135. Praise for the Lord who does marvelous things. And maybe as we pray the psalm, just notice something that is particular about the psalms. The first half of the verse is always reflective of the second half, or vice versa, if I can put it that way. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord and so on. So just notice that as we pray the psalm this morning. Psalm 134 prays for the Lord who does marvelous things. I, the Lord, am your Savior. I am your Redeemer. Alleluia. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself and Israel for his own possession. For I know that Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills, in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth and makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries, he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked in the midst of Yolando, Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Zion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land, 
On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I, the Lord, am your Saviour. I am your Redeemer. Alleluia. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David, which has come among us. Alleluia. Lord, your name stands forever, unforgotten from age to age. For the Lord does justice for his people, the Lord takes pity on his servants. Pagan idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have, art, they have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. There is never a breath on their lips. Their makers will come to be like them, and so will all who trust in them. Sons of Israel, bless the Lord. Sons of Aaron, bless the Lord. Sons of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear him, bless the Lord. From Zion, may the Lord be blessed. He who dwells in Jerusalem. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David, which has come among us. Alleluia. Let us sing to the Lord. Great is his triumph. Alleluia. The canticle, the hymn of adoration, is from Revelation chapter 15. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O Lord, God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord, for you alone are holy? All nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us sing to the Lord. Great is his triumph. Alleluia. Our Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 6, verses 52 to 59. The Jews started arguing with one another, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, 
you will not have life in you. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. As I who am sent by the living Father myself draw life from the Father, so whoever eats me will draw life from me. This is the bread come down from heaven, not like the bread our ancestors ate. They are dead. But anyone who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus taught this doctrine at Capernaum in the synagogue. For the Gospel today, we hear Jesus continuing his confrontation, not just with the people, but especially with the Jews and the authorities of the people. The people who knew the law, but who refused to accept Jesus. So Jesus doesn't back off. He doesn't say, well, I'm saying things which are rather controversial, eating my flesh. Drinking my blood? My goodness, it sounds awful. Very cannibalish, isn't it? And um, so he's, he's just telling people that unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life in you. And he says, goes even further now, he says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Not will have, not in the future, it's already now. Because so when we talk about eternal life, it's not something in the future. And we always think about that, don't we? We say, well, when we die, we'll go to heaven and we will live forever. It's always something away in the future. Whereas Jesus says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has now eternal life. And that's the wonder, the beauty of our Christian faith that when we have faith in Jesus and we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we have eternal life. This whole chapter 6 of St. John is a, is, is a controversial one because many of the people listening to Jesus left him. They couldn't take this teaching. You see, when they left, Exodus, when they left uh, Egypt and went on their pilgrimage through the desert and wandered for 40 years and so on, and they were given food to eat. That food, that manna from heaven, gave them life for the journey, but they died. There was, that wasn't food for eternal life. It was to help them on their journey. And it was the great sign of God's love and mercy and protection that he provided food for them. That was something, that journey was something they celebrated every year in what they called Passover. So when they passed over from slavery in Egypt to freedom, 
that Passover they celebrated every year by sacrificing the lamb, the sacrificial lamb, which they would have roasted on the fire. They would eat the lamb, and that was a great sign of thanksgiving to God for their liberation from Egypt. But they would never drink the blood. The blood was always, it was, would have been sprinkled on the doorposts, for example, but they wouldn't drink it. That would be uh, terrible. Uh, blood was not to be drunk at all. Here Jesus is saying, it is my blood that's going to free you from death. You must drink my blood. You must eat my flesh. <laughs> it's, it, these are hard words for us to accept. But it's the truth, and that's what Jesus is asking of us. We need to take Jesus into ourselves, eating his flesh and drinking his blood, and this will give us, and does give us already now, eternal life. But as I say, Jesus is talking to the crowds, but here he's talking to the Jews, the, the leaders of the people, the people that didn't accept him. Now, this teaching wasn't only something which uh, was difficult for people to accept in the day of Jesus when he was talking. It was also very difficult for the people that John was writing to at the end of the first century. So John writes to the people at the end of the first century, and he says, listen, the problems you're having about... Hmm, eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Christ. It's not just something that, a problem that you're having now. It's something that people had even in the day of Jesus. And when Jesus taught this doctrine, many people left him. They wandered off. Until in the end, Jesus would say to his very own disciples, are you also going to go? And you remember those wonderful words, to whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. And so, there is no doubt about it that the food that Jesus is offering, the bread and the cup, the bread and the blood, my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. Now, this very stark uh, talk that Jesus is engaging in here, um, it sounds as though Jesus is saying, you've got to eat my flesh, my real flesh, and drink my real blood. Yes, we have to. But we're doing this in a sacramental way. And Jesus is saying, you need to place your faith and your trust in me and everything about me you must take into yourself. So to speak, take my flesh and my blood into yourself so that I might live in you and that you might live in me. So it's important what Jesus is asking of us is that we must become one with him. And that can sometimes be very difficult. So it's not just a question of eating, so to speak, Jesus is really being very stark when he says, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And when you do that, you have eternal life. It's really taking everything about Jesus into ourselves and making that part and parcel of our lives. So it's the doctrine, it's the teaching of Jesus that we must take into ourselves and make one with ourselves. So it's the 
eating of the Lamb of God, yes, Jesus, the Lamb of God, eating his flesh and drinking his blood, but taking his teaching and everything that he taught and his example and making that also part and parcel of our lives so that Jesus can be and is in us and we in him. It's that oneness that Jesus is asking of us. And remember, when he prayed the great priestly prayer of Christ in chapter 17 of John, Father, may they be one as we are one. So Jesus was with the Father, one with the Father, and he prays that we might be one with him. And eating his flesh, drinking his blood, taking Jesus into ourselves is becoming one, not with just with Jesus, but one with the Father as well. So there it is, a great teaching and a, a wonderful, wonderful blessing that, that we are one with the Father and one with Jesus. And we become one with Jesus when we participate in this Passover meal and take Jesus, the great Passover lamb, take Jesus into ourselves in the eating of the Eucharist and the drinking of his blood, but also taking his teaching into our very own selves. So it's the difficult teaching, isn't it? Very difficult. But let's not get too worried. All the Lord is asking of us now is that we place our faith and our trust in him. And may he help us to accept this teaching and not walk away. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. They saw the Lord. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ died on the cross and rose again from the dead to redeem us, Alleluia. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Christ died on the cross and rose again from the dead to redeem us. Alleluia. Let us pray to Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. 
Son of the living God, bless your people. We pray for all the ministers of your church. May they be nourished and sustained as they break for their brothers and sisters the bread of life. We pray for the whole Christian people. May they be faithful to their calling and hold fast in bonds of peace, the unity of the Spirit. We pray for those who govern our country, that they may exercise their office with justice and compassion, help them to promote the peace of the world. Make us worthy to adore you in the communion of saints. Grant eternal joy to the faithful departed whom we entrust to your care. And this evening I'd like to pray very especially for an old friend of mine who was really a, uh, an international Catholic communicator, Robert Moulin. Robert Moulin. And he came to South Africa some years ago. I've known him for many years. A great um, prophet in, in many ways of Catholic media who died suddenly uh, yesterday, on Thursday. So we ask you, Lord, to grant Robert eternal rest and peace as we thank you for the gift that he was to the church in the whole area of Catholic communication. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty God, we have come to know the grace of our Lord's resurrection. Grant that through the love of your Spirit we may rise to new life, and we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing. Give me joy in my heart, keep me praising. Give me joy in my heart, I pray. Give me joy in my heart, keep me praising. Keep me praising till the end of day. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King. Give me peace in my heart, keep me resting. Give me peace in my heart, I pray. Give me peace in my heart, keep me praising, keep me praising till the end of day. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King.
Indeed, sing Hosanna, which brings us to the end of our evening prayer. I wish you a wonderful weekend, a restful weekend. It's the end of the week, and it's always lovely just to put up our feet, rest and relax and read and watch television and sport, whatever it is. But I pray that the Lord will give you a restful time. So from me, Father Emil, it's good night and God bless. <laughs>